It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, March 29th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Looking out the window, looking out over the valley, kind of foggy this morning. It was foggy when I drove in. It was foggy when I drove in, too. I definitely always notice that there's a section of my road where I drive from my house, and I just kind of cut across this back road mm-hmm. that gets me over to I-5, and it's kind of a low-lying area, so if I'm gonna, there's fog in the morning, it's always on this stretch, and sure enough, this morning, yeah, there was... Fog this yeah. morning, even a little bit at my house, too. Right. So, uh, yeah, be careful if you're out there driving. You may encounter some fog. I see that it is in the forecast for this morning. Today, though, maybe later today, may see a little sunshine. That's why we're seeing the fog this morning. It cleared up a little bit overnight. I did try to see last okay. night the, the line of planets. And no, the results? No luck. Nothing too, at all. It was too cloudy. Yeah, oh, I tried. I, well, maybe I, I tonight. gave my effort. Yeah, tonight might be an opportunity. We'll see. Try so anyway. The line of planets, all five of them. I can't remember which ones. Okay, you can name them. Go ahead. Uh, Do I once remember? I always remember. We talk about the things that we can remember from our childhood, and the things I don't remember that I did just a few minutes ago. There was a nun, and I don't know if she was a chaplain at NASA, but she was a, a scientist and came to school and talked about the planets. And she taught us this rhyme that said, "My very educated mother." Just served us nine pizza pies. And that was the acronym for all of hey, the planets. That's cool. But now I think is uh, Pluto is not officially a planet or it's a dwarf. And Uranus is also not like officially part of the family anymore. Really? Who kicked him out? I don't know. NASA. Uh, I know something. Sorry to hear they that. They get a little sideways yeah. and, and <laughs> they don't exactly have like land or something like that. But I think they're now considered dwarf planets. All right. Uh, but not full-fledged members of the League yeah. of Planetary uh well, I'm going to look into Orbity. this. Okay. I, I got to find this out. Find out and tell That's, me. I will do that. I have a good friend. I always thought I'd, I'd, I'd love to have him on our show. Mr. Shamrell, uh, who lives in our neighborhood. He's a, they're members of St. Joe's. He is our neighborhood astronomy oh, that's teacher. Cool. Yeah. And so he always used to keep us informed of the event. I thought it would be great to talk with him because I know that he has some thoughts on the planets yes. and dwarf planets and such. Do, do you see him standing out in his driveway every yes. night gazing at the stars? Well, not every night, but he used to do like for the Sisters of Reparation when they'd have like their summer event, he'd he'd join them and do a little stargazing party. Oh, that's fun. And he would yeah. say, you know, things like you know, it, it's amazing to right. look up in the sky and see God's creation. I mean, right. he really appreciated it for what it is because he understood how much is out there. Yeah, I always enjoy when we go over to like Sun River in Central Oregon and the night skies there because you don't have the city lights that are, you know, lighting the sky up. And it's just amazing just to sit out there and look and at the look night sky. And how much there is. See the Milky Way and just the millions of stars and then you see the falling stars and it's just yeah it's always it's awe-inspiring to do that 
When we were able to once take our family to Hawaii, we did a morning sunrise at the Haleakala. Oh, yeah. Sure. And go you yeah. actually go up above the cloud. You're, you're above the clouds in the morning like yeah. that because it kind of settles in. But you drive up above it. Same thing because mm-hmm. the clouds block off any light and all you don't realize how much you don't see until yeah. it becomes in view like that. Yeah. Incredible. It is God's creation. God's creation. And I mean, it's, you can't, I mean, it's just so hard to put it in perspective about space. How vast it is. How vast it is. And our human minds, we're so, it's so narrow. You just can't get, it's hard to grasp. I mean, what is out? I mean, if you just, what is out there? What is out there? If you just kept going, where does it go? I don't know. Is there an end? Is there? Do you finally get to a wall and that's it? And you know what? I, I always laughed and the kids are like, oh, you know, someday we'll just know all of the answers to everything when we die and yeah. and we go to heaven. And I said, and you know what the truth is about that? We probably won't care at all because right. all we want to do is be in the presence yeah. of God. Uh, all of those questions will just fade away, David. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so. Well, there's your deep thoughts that's it, for the my day. deep thoughts for today. <laughs> what do you have coming up? Well, David, the war in Ukraine has destroyed many cities, and a side effect is a growing division in the Orthodox Church there. I'm going to talk more about it. And uh, Pope Francis hope to kind of rekindle that unity. All right. And uh, coming up to the deadline, if you have studded tires on your car, eh, oh. almost time to take them off. So we'll tell you about that. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things with John Finch, Walk by Faith. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. There are days that I still long for purpose To see the plans that you have willed for me Though sometimes I am walking through the valley
is John Finch and Walk by Faith. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this kind of a little foggy Wednesday morning out there. Could be a pretty nice afternoon. We're going to talk a little basketball. Hey, March Madness in full swing right now. In fact, it's getting down to the the final four. So uh, we'll talk that with CYO. That's coming right up. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. 
And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details. And prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. We have some morning fog, especially in those outlying areas, but it looks like it should clear out this morning, leaving us with a fairly nice day ahead. Daytime high is going to push to the mid to upper 50. Some areas, they say, might even hit that 60-degree mark, depending on how much sun there is. Then overnight, we cool down to right around that 40-degree mark. Tomorrow, another shift to cloudy skies and highs in the middle 50s. And then rain, looks like it's back on the menu just in time for the weekend. All right. You know, one of these days I'm going to step outside and it's going to be 70 degrees. And I'm going to go, oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Okay, I'll let you know when it's 80. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Uh, 39 right now at Holy Cross Church in Portland. And it is 38 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. It's faith in action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, as March Madness hits its crescendo, the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization, Camp Howard, has wrapped up its basketball season. Joining Monterey Radio this morning to give us the final box score is the director of basketball for CYO. It's Aaron Cahill. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing very well today. So do you, your family, all get caught up in March Madness? Uh, you know, we try to. It goes really fast. It's a hectic time of year around our house at this time, but it's it's a pretty good one this year. Yeah. I always enjoyed it. I didn't do it this year, but uh, in years past, I would sit down with my daughters and we would fill out the uh, basketball brackets for the NCAA tournament and always enjoyed doing that. And, you know, it's like, don't look at my bracket. I'm, you know, I don't want you to cheat and see what I'm putting down here. And then we'd kind of follow it along throughout the course of the uh, tournament. And of course, it's getting down to the final four now. So always have a good time with that as well. But CYO, hey, you guys have wrapped up basketball for the season. How did it go just overall? We had a fantastic season. I mean, I have I have no complaints at all. We had a lot of things returning that um, we had put aside during COVID, and it was really nice to see all the kids back on the court. Yeah, how many kids this year participated? Um, you know, for our winter hot shots, we had a record number of over 600 little first and second graders running around. <laughs> That's great. We had over 2,800, you know, third through eighth grade, and a ton of high school kids coming back. It was just it was really great to see everybody excited to be back there, seeing their friends, playing against their friends. It was a great season. Uh, I love basketball. As I've mentioned many times, I was a CYO coach for uh, quite a few years and always had such a wonderful time. And you get into the tournaments, and it's just it's just exciting. So how did it go this year? Any, any, any weather-related issues? Because I know that's always been an issue uh, <laughs> this time of year. I know when I was a coach, we had those. How about this year? Uh, it was, you know, we had that unexpected snowstorm come in right after President's Day weekend. Um, we ended up postponing the third and fourth grade tournament, you know, but the coaches, the players, 
everybody just were, were very understanding, very adaptable. They just wanted to get back out there. So we kind of held everything off, wanted to make sure safety came first for everybody. Everybody was very understanding Picked it right back up two weeks later, and it was still just as great as ever. Oh, nice. So you still got uh, got the games in. Absolutely. We want to make sure everybody gets all their games, gets their full, you know, their full tournament in. They've worked really hard all season to get to this point, so we always try to do everything we can to make that happen, and it worked out really well. So so let's break it down a little bit. Winter hot shots. So, so who's involved with the hot shots? And I, I don't know if you have teams who who you know participated or won but give me a little breakdown on the hot shots how that works yeah so the hot shots are our little guys we do a fall hot shots program and a winter hot shots program so those are all first and second grade boys and girls together they're co-ed teams where they they get out there there's no score kept it's just about getting them out there on the court having fun running around starting to learn the game and then at the very end we do a tournament um, just same again as we did in the fall. Everybody gets a medal. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody is a winner. And it's really, again, just trying to help the kids get familiar with the game, get excited about the game, and then hopefully continue as years go on. Yeah, that's, that's so fun. And do you, do you lower the baskets a little bit? I'm trying to remember for the, for the little guys. We do. Yeah. yeah, we do have lowered hoops. You know, the, the rules obviously are very flexible. Um, you know, we want everyone to be a point guard. We want everyone to touch the ball, everyone to, to be able to shoot and try and make those baskets. But yeah, for those little guys, we do have lowered rooms to help them out. You know, I like those lower baskets because that's the only way I can dunk. I know, I'm sure <laughs> the older kids would appreciate yeah, that as well. That's, that's right. So then you get up into the uh, third through the eighth graders. And so how did the tournaments work for that? Yeah, so we always do a Jamboree tournament um, that was, again, put on hold with COVID, but back this year for the first time. Um, it's a great way for all the teams. Over 150 teams joined us for that one. They get to kind of check out their competition, figure out what level they want to be in for the season. Um, again, 2,800 games more, you know, we had for third through eighth grade throughout the regular season. Just lots and lots of kids um, joining us, ready to go. And then um, we ended with an end-of-the-year tournament where everybody gets a, a bracket that they play in and they get to work their way all the way to the championship. The way our championships work is we do have multiple brackets, so we have lots of winners. Um, that way, you know, if you're having a, a beginning-of-the-year team, you're not competing against the team that's been together for five years. Right. But you can still be a winner at your level, which is, is a really unique thing CYO does and just helps everybody have a successful tournament. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're speaking with Erin Cahill. She is the director of basketball for CYO as they wrapped up their season and uh, getting you ready now. I know you're, you're also the uh, director for volleyball as well. Correct. I am. Yeah. Yep. So there's no, there's not really any downtime. We've kind of wrapping up the season now, and then we're already getting ready to schedule everything. Registration will open late spring um, for volleyball before the summer starts, so we can start making sure we've got enough gym space. We're hoping for more participants this year. Um, just getting ready to go already. That's wonderful. And so then, too, back to basketball. The high schoolers too had an opportunity this year. We did. We got the high schoolers back on the court, which was wonderful. Just, you know, a great group of boys out there having some fun. Um, we do the same thing where we've, we've got a tournament at the end. We were very thankful to be able to use University of Portland, the Hoop, Jesuit. All of them were great coming together to, to help us host those guys. Uh, that's great to hear. Now, was this the first year uh, that you were back with the tournaments uh, because of the pandemic or was last year as well? 
No, we didn't do high school basketball last year, so this was the first year we were returning. Oh, great. So that's wonderful. Nice nice to see that back. So I guess yeah. what, what would you say to folks about parents out there about having your kids play basketball, at least getting them started with, uh, you know, with the little program, with, with the hot shots? Um, I guess I would say, you know, it's a very safe environment. It's a fun environment. Um, hot shots is great, but it's very low-key. Um, they practice right before their games on Saturdays. So there's not a lot of pressure to be driving all around during the school week, especially if you have other kiddos doing it. But, um, you know, all the coaches are fantastic. We could not have had a, a great program without them. They're just out there wanting to learn the game, teach the game to the kids, and um, just helping everybody have a lot of fun with their friends. Yeah, and, and I know. Anybody who wants to give it a try, I would definitely encourage. And I know, too, we talked about this uh, earlier this year, and that is, too, uh, you're always looking for help, looking for basketball officials. So folks can go to the website, correct, to learn more? They can, yep. We're currently looking for track officials, track and field officials, since that program is going on right now. And then we'll reopen again for volleyball um, and fall hot shots here in a little while. But we love having officials. Um, you know, obviously can't do it without them. Right. Got to make sure we've got people out there keeping them safe. So anyone is welcome to apply. We would love to have you. And again, that is at cyocamphoward.org. That is the website. Erin Cahill, she is the CYO Director of Basketball and Volleyball, which will be coming up in not too far of a distance. So Erin, great to talk with you. Congratulations on a wonderful basketball season. Thank you very much. And thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. What I was always amazed, Christian played basketball for CYO his right. eighth grade year. All of the churches we were able to find in their parish schools, we'd be walking around in the dark looking for that gym. We could <laughs> hear it. it. Yeah. It's like, how do we get in there? Where but do we go? How many yeah. wonderful parishes there are around our community. So I'm not kidding you. That's how I learned about all of the <laughs> parishes in the Archdiocese of Portland was through coaching. Through coaching. Yeah. Where's our game this yeah, week? It's awesome. Well, a big game's coming up for Mater Day Radio, our spring share is on. It's coming up April 17th to the 21st. We are asking prayerfully, would you consider making a donation to add to our matching fund. It's through this fund that we collect before share begins that allows us to double gifts as they come in throughout that week. It's just one way where every gift supports each other's gift and all of it goes to support great Catholic broadcasting. You can make your pledge today through the Hail Mary media app or go online to materdayradio.com right there at the top of the page. You will see the Spring share link. Just follow that and help us out. It is the Fall share April 17th to the 21st. Check it out. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
Many Christians are familiar with the story where the Pharisees bring a woman caught in adultery to Jesus and try to test him for charges against the law of Moses. Jesus had been showing all sorts of mercy that was unusual to them, eating with sinners and tax collectors, driving demons out of Gentiles, and even curing people on the Sabbath. They thought they could trap him, but Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground. We can assume he was writing out their sins. He then said, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And in response, they went away one by one. Jesus then said, has no one condemned you? Then neither do I condemn you. But Jesus continues, go and sin no more. It's fine for us to meet people where they are at with mercy, but we can't just leave them there. We must help them come to a place free of sin in their lives. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. Don't miss the 33rd annual Spring Fling Auction at Sacred Heart Catholic School in Jervis, Oregon. Join the fun on Saturday, April 22nd, beginning at 5 p.m. Admission includes dinner, dessert, beverages, and a chance to bid on some wonderful auction items. Purchase your tickets at the school office or from a parent. For more information, please call 503-792-4541. That's 503-792-4541. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. Some are morning people, others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and the studded tire deadline just about here. We'll have the details in the news. And the war in Ukraine destroying many cities and as a side effect too, a growing division in the Orthodox Church. I'll have that story for you coming up. Here is the thirsting with Lenten music now, My Soul. You are listening to the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm kneeling in your presence, Lord. I feel your love and I know you're here. I'm praying all the world could see. Eucharist is what we need. I'm waking to a brand new day. Praying I won't go astray. I'm longing for your precious blood as I rise to start this day. My soul's been longing. Been searching for your precious body. Love pour over me. My soul's been longing. Heart's been searching for your precious body. Love pour over me. I know your love is so complete. 
the thirsting and my soul 730 at Mater Day Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life and in your news Pope Francis has reportedly voiced support for an effort to build bridges in a deepening division among Christians in Ukraine Now, there was already a long-running controversy regarding the affiliation of Orthodox Christians in Ukraine when the Russian military began a full-scale attack on the country last year. Though the Independent Orthodox Church of Ukraine was established in 2019, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarchy, which dates back centuries, continues to exist. Now, Russian President Vladimir Putin's war, however, has seemed to heighten the tension. Although the Ukrainian Orthodox Church Moscow Patriarchy has sought to distance itself from Russia, the government of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has begun to take action against alleged Russian sympathizers and operatives amid the church's clergymen. Now, this week, a delegation of the World Council of Churches on a visit to the Vatican presented a plan to Pope Francis to try to break down some of the barriers that have arisen. Now, according to National Catholic Reporter, the Pope gave his blessing to the proposed encounter and reiterated the need to put Christ in the center of the conversation ahead of political or national divisions. And On Tuesday, Pope Francis accepted the resignation of Archbishop Michael Burns of Guam. Burns, who's 64 years old, has led the Catholic Church on the U.S. island territory since 2019. Now, Pacific Daily News, a Guam-based news site, reported in December that Burns was on extended leave from his duties as Archbishop for unspecified medical reasons. Now, Father Romeo Convocar, who has been overseeing the Archdiocese in Burns' absence in December, asked for continued prayers for the Archbishop, who, as he says, has always appreciated the kindness of the people. Now, Burns was an auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of Detroit from 2011 to 2016. And on March 28th, Pope Francis appointed Father Convocar Apostolic Administrator of the Archdiocese in Guam until the nomination of a new archbishop. 
Well, drivers in Oregon and Washington who have studded tires on their vehicles have until Friday to remove them or face possible fines. Studded tires are allowed in both states from November 1st through March 31st, with the possibility of an extension if the weather's really bad. Now, they're not allowed year-round because those little metal studs, you know, that stick out of the mm-hmm. tires, now they can chew up the bare pavement pretty good. In fact, a 2014 Oregon Department of Transportation study found that tires cause about $8.5 million in road damage annually, and Washington's Transportation Department puts the damage in the state of up to about $29 million a year. Drivers caught using studded tires beyond Friday's deadline could be ticketed by law enforcement patrols. That's a $165 fine in Oregon, and that's $137 in Washington. So some states ban them. They don't even they don't, they don't even allow studded tires can't get because of the damage. It seems to me like, uh, I mean, while it is useful, and I suppose if you are in higher elevations where you get pretty regular snow, it can be important, but... You know, carry chains. Yeah. Because, you know, when we have these events that like we did here recently, it only seems to last here in the city for a few days. Yeah. Get you out, learn how to put your, you know, chains on right. and, and they'll work really well. You can hear a car if it has studded tires yes, driving on. Yes, you can. It makes that yeah. noise. Uh, I notice right now, too, this is the time of year where you start to see crews out on the roads repairing all of the potholes yeah. because of the snow and the scraping and, yep. and rain that we've been getting, of course. And then you put studded tires running over these divots, yeah. and there's some few holes around mm-hmm. uh, Vancouver that uh, need some assistance. Well, Microsoft had another layoff. In fact, 560 workers from its Bellevue and Redmond operations Monday, bringing the total of Seattle area cuts to just over 2,700 employees. That's more than a quarter of the 10,000 cuts that they said announced earlier this year. Now, the layoffs were announced Monday by the Washington State Employment Security Department. The cuts reportedly targeted Microsoft security operations, according to several media outlets. Now, in January, Microsoft joined Amazon, Meta, and other tech firms that had already announced mass layoffs amid slumping sales and fears of a global recession. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said the layoffs were necessary, she said, to align our cost structure with our revenue and where we see customer demand. So back in January, Microsoft said it wouldn't renew its lease at the 26-story City Center Plaza in Bellevue when that lease ends in June of 2024. But Nadella has said the 10,000 layoffs would run through March 31st, which may indicate that the Seattle area could be spared any more cuts. Well, the Oregon Department of Human Services has announced it will be providing additional food benefits for more than 400,000 children in the state to make up for meals they may have missed during the summer of 2022. Each eligible eligible child will receive an electronic card loaded with $391. Now, eligible children include students who receive free or reduced-price school lunches, during the 21-22 school year and those who are under the age of six while enrolled in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program during the summer of 2022. Families will receive their children's electronic cards in the mail in batches from March to May, and households with multiple children will receive cards for each child. 
The Oregon Department of Human Services says the extra benefits are not an extension of the SNAP emergency allotments that ended on March 1st, but a one-time allotment. Well, our favorite Portland-based ice cream chain, Salt and Straw, Mm. bringing back a few classic flavors from its ice cream vault for its anniversary, beginning March 31st. So if you want to get in line now, it's probably a good time so (laughs) that way you get to the front by the time these are ready. In honor of the business's 12th anniversary, Salt and Straw has announced its new Vault Series and reintroduced some of its most iconic flavors from its catalog of more than 1,200 recipes. Salt and Straw announced that it is highlighting classic flavors offered since its opening in its very first shop, including sea salt with caramel ribbons, Ooh, yeah. chocolate, cooey, chocolate gooey brownie, Strawberry hummock balsamic with black pepper. I've had that Ooh, one. Ooh, wow. And pear in blue cheese and an all-time favorite cinnamon snickerdoodle. They say the flavors are going to be available at Salt and Straw Scoop Shops for pints, scoops, and milkshakes. All right, Some of one. the other flavors they're bringing out throughout the year, David, I'm mm-hmm. not too sure about a couple of these. Uh, honey Marshmallow Rocky Road. Ooh, I, w- I yeah, would try that one. That sounds good. What about this one? Black olive brittle and goat cheese ice cream. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a nuanced ice you cream You try right that there. one. Let me know what you yeah. think. Sweet corn and waffle cones. Strawberry cilantro lime cheesecake. Wow. I'm not sure about that one, yeah. but maybe. And mango habanero IPA sorbet. <laughs> uh, that one is appropriate for all of our vegan hey, eaters. there you go. So, okay. okay I mean, Give them a try. salt and straw. Try yeah, it. Yeah, Absolutely. In sports, college baseball, despite picking up 10 hits in the ballgame and out hitting Washington, the University of Portland was unable to push across more runs, falling to the Huskies 8-3 on Tuesday. Pilots are headed to Moraga, California now for a three-game series against the St. Mary's Gales. Series starts on Friday. Portland 6-0 in West Coast Conference play. Oregon State baseball team is in Seattle this afternoon to take on the Seattle University Red Hawks. First pitch today, 2 o'clock. And University of Oregon outfielder Tanner Smith was one of 11 players named National Player of the Week by Collegiate Baseball. Check out these statistics. In this duck sweep over Northwestern State, Smith had four home runs, 10 RBIs, scored seven runs while going 9 for 14 from the plate. That's quite a weekend of uh, baseball. By the way, tomorrow... Put me in, coach. The opening... Of the Major League Baseball oh, season. Bring it on. How about that? Boys of Summer are back. Well, from cannolis to almond biscottis or pastry pockets filled with ricotta, we know much of Sicily's wonderful pastry culture to the creativity of cloistered nuns who since at least the 13th century turned the simple ingredients they could source into their signature desserts. And for centuries, Sicilians were used to visiting monasteries uh, to get all of these tasty treats. It's estimated that there were as many as 21 pastry-making convents in Palermo in the 18th century, while today there's only a few left. Now, in in 2014, the last remaining cloistered nuns of Santa Caterina Monastery left Palermo. 
And the convent, a large structure centered around a beautiful citrus-lined cloister, was turned into a museum. Now, in 2019, a group of local entrepreneurs reopened the historic kitchen that had been in use at the convent for centuries. The bakery, they named it The Secret of the Cloister. And it's open every day and has considered more than a laboratory than a conventional pastry shop. Pastry chefs can host open lessons about making a particular pastry or explaining how an old recipe was first conceived. Now, everything is baked according to tradition. They do have still now a single mechanical dough roller. That is the only new equipment (laughs) they put in there. There's now a cookbook created under the same name, The Secret of the Cloister. And one of the revelations found in the book is that over and above pastries, cookies, and cakes, the nuns used to cook dishes like eggplant lasagna. Mm, I'd try that. Stuffed olives and a svinconi, which is a sponge-like focaccia topped with tomato sauce. Mm. And so now, as it turns out, David, behind every great Sicilian dish, there seems to be a great cloister nun. Yeah. What are you trying to do to me this morning? First, you're talking ice, ice cream, cream and now pastries. Right. It's um, that kind I, of a morning. And I haven't had breakfast. So <laughs> well, uh, now I'm really now hungry. Now you're really hungry. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Happening now through April 27th is the online plant sale to benefit Holy Cross Catholic School. You can do this through the Peninsula Optimist Club tree lot on Lombard Street. Holy Cross School gets a cash donation for every plant purchased when you note Holy Cross School in the order form. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it's a wonderful event, and it has been going on for years now. It is the Seminary Tea, and it's coming up in just a couple of weeks. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 746 at Mater Day Radio. May see a little fog out there this morning, depending on where you're at. Then maybe a little sunshine later today, high of 56. Mostly cloudy tonight, low of 40, and then about a 40% chance of rain for Thursday with a high of 54. Currently it is 36 degrees at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in Milwaukee. And 37 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. Well, the support of our seminarians here in the Archdiocese of Portland is so important, both spiritually and financially. Well, they need our prayers to support them in strenuous times, and an upcoming event will provide prayers, but it's also going to provide funds needed to help them in their endeavors. The Seminary Tea is coming up on Wednesday, April 19th, and for 88 years, this committee has supported vocations in our Archdiocese. And joining me this morning are two of the organizers. Sheree Mayasaka is their communications coordinator, and, well, the tea chair is a wonderful game. Gail Wilhelm's both joining me today to tell us more about it. Gail, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Well, Gail, first tell our listeners a little bit about how you became involved with the Seminary Tea. Uh, For many years, uh, I knew about the tea, went to a couple, and a good friend, Lisa Anderson, I got involved with Shepherd's Legacy through the Archdiocese. She was also, and she asked if I wouldn't like to be a tea member. So I joined the seminary tea uh, under her gracious persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I like that gracious persuasion. I feel like I'm graciously persuaded for a lot of things. And now for how many years have you been attending? I've only been uh, a tea member for about four years. Okay. And, but have attended prior to that. Oh, wonderful. Well, also joining us today is Sheree Mayasaka. Sheree, now you're kind of a more recent attendee. How long have you been involved with the uh, event? Yes, thank you, Brenda. It's nice to be with you here this morning. I actually have been a member for about three years, and prior to that, I attended the tea for two years in a row, um, and then I was um, recommended to help with the committee uh, by a dear friend, Lily Echevarria, fellow Jesuit mom, whose son is a seminarian and who's now deacon, Justin Echevarria, and, um, and so I really wanted to... Um, get involved with this wonderful group of women that supports the seminarians. 
Now, this is a wonderful event that we get to join in and and support them. But Sharif, for you, what makes what's so important about an event? Because I think that many people feel like, well, okay, I can just give money, but there's just so much more to what the 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 tea is able to do. Why is it important? Well, I think there's a wonderful community that we share and a fellowship when we um, not only support the seminarians through this great event, and that's something that certainly um, we missed during the pandemic, and we really wanted to be sure that we could get back in person as soon as possible, as soon as it was safe to do so. Um, And so that's something that You know, though it's wonderful to donate and we are super grateful for those that do, um, we love to have people attend the event. It it is something that's gone on in Portland for 88 years. That's a complete rarity today, something that has that sort of legacy. And, um, and that's really through the constant, um, I guess, commitment by a wonderful group of, of women um, and some men um, that have uh, become committee members um, as well in, in our membership, as well as those who have attended the event. And I think that there's just a component by attending the tea that um, can't be replicated in other ways. So for those that can attend, we're very, very grateful. Well, that commitment to the Seminary Tea event, it does spend time focusing on this event. But Gail, the support of our seminarians through this committee, it's all year long. Tell our listeners a little bit about what this committee does beyond this specific event, because I know that's a lot that happens all year long. There is. uh, I think one of the wonderful things is the fellowship that happens between the members and between our seminarians. And also, um, we have a lot of non-Catholics that attend and that participate. So it's bringing community together, and it's also bringing the seminarians. Uh, We're hoping to have some of our seminarians at the T, but They are studying, and that's what they need to do. Our seminarians, of course, are at four different seminaries. But one of the things that we do do is Partners in Faith. And Partners in Faith allows individual members of our tea committee to partner with a seminarian. And we try to get at least two seminary tea ladies connected to each seminarian. So every seminarian has somebody that's specifically praying for them. Maybe they'll send them a card on their birthday or Christmas, Easter, uh, just to let them know that we're thinking about them. We, um, that's our partners in faith, but the whole committee always includes all seminarians in their prayers. And also those that are thinking about joining the seminary. And I think this time there's like seven or eight that are discerning if they're going to become priests or join the seminary. So we love to pray also for them. So prayer is a huge part of the tea committee all year long. And it does take a lot of time all year long to really plan for the tea. Mm. So we're well, a busy group. Oh, for sure. It's a well-organized <laughs> event. And I've always just heard that people who have attended just think what a wonderful opportunity it is. You know, for our listeners, Father Peter Julia, the uh, director of the Office of Vocations for the mm-hmm. Archdiocese of 
Portland was on last week and shared with us how valuable it was to know that people were praying for them. And he knows that he remembered saying, you know, at one night he knew that he wasn't going to make it. And he knows that it was the intercession of prayers that got him through. And the next morning, well, he believed he could continue to go on. That is some of what you'll be able to support if you attended this year's Seminary Tea. It is coming up on April 19th. Cherie Mayasaka and, well, Gail Wilhelms are joining us today. Well, Gail and Cherie, I've loved our conversation so much. There's a lot happening with regards to this tea and some of the other work that goes into this event. I am coming up against my break, though. Gail and Cherie, can you both stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Love to. Thank you. Be glad to. Thank you. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Wednesday morning. Have you ever had a crumpet? Uh, I don't think so. A tea, tea and crumpets. Tea they, and crumpet? They go together. Okay. I think it's like a little pastry. Is it just a little, a little sandwich, pastry? sandwich, something like that, yeah. Okay, I've had little tea sandwiches before. Okay, Cucumber, that was, cream that was cheese. probably a crumpet. Okay. I think you've had I'm going to look that up. I think you've had a crumpet. Hey, coming up this evening, 7.30, it is Blazing the Trail with our good friend Miriam Marston. Just another wonderful local program that you hear right here on Mater Day Radio. If you go to our website, click on the radio programming page, programming schedule. You can print yourself out a full programming schedule. Gives you the lineup all throughout the day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Programming schedule available on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Many Protestants object to the Catholic practice of penance because they think it implies that Jesus' sacrifice is not enough. But is this true? No, and here are some answers why. First, Penance has nothing to do with the forgiveness of sins. It only deals with repairing the harm that sin causes within us. St. Paul teaches in Philippians 1.6 that God works to bring to completion the good work that he has begun in us. Even though we're forgiven, sin leaves us weak. Penance is the means by which we cooperate with God to complete the work of recovering full spiritual health. Second, penitential acts express our sorrow for sin, which follows the injunction of John the Baptist in Luke 3, 8, bear fruits that befit repentance. Penance doesn't take away from Christ. It unites us more to him. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-4000. 
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 and Mater Day Radio, and it was quite a 27 hours for Nadine. We'll tell you what happened in the news. And are you an elegant Catholic? Hmm. Do you want to be? Pope Francis says maybe not. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint, Armagastus, was a count living in the Roman-ruled Africa around the end of the 5th century. While Africa was relatively peaceful in the time, the main body of the Roman Empire found itself in dire straits, besieged by hordes of barbarian tribes closing in from the east. One of these tribes, the Visigoths, routed Rome's armies and sacked the capital city in the year 410, reducing the seemingly invincible empire to a shadow of its former self. Conflict continued to simmer as the years passed, and by the year 430, another barbarian tribe, the Vandals, found an opportunity to enter the Roman Africa. Once there, they began their conquest, attacking and plundering at will. By 439, they had taken Carthage, and Count Armagastus was living under the thumb of the invaders. Gesseric, the king of the Vandals, soon found himself reigning over more conquered people than he could reliably control. He feared revolt, and for good reason. Even disregarding the destruction he had caused, the Orthodox Christian population, which included Armagastus, were united against the Arian heresy, a dogma that the Vandals had adopted. Gesseric, who wanted to spread Arian beliefs, found it irritating that any Catholic he killed ended up being celebrated as a martyr. Realizing that outright execution only strengthened the faith of the populace, he changed his strategy. Armagastus, like many other nobles in Roman Africa, was imprisoned so the Vandals could coerce him into converting to Arianism. Then, when he refused to convert, the king's son, Theodoric, tortured him. To the prince's great annoyance, however, every type of torture he tried somehow went wrong. When Armagastus was cut with a blade, the cuts that healed up formed a scar in the shape of a cross. When crushed under steadily tightened ropes, he began to pray and the ropes fell apart. When Armagastus was left hanging by one leg, he somehow slept soundly, as if he were perfectly comfortable. Seeing that physical torture had little effect, Theodoric took everything the Count had, his land, his money, even his clothes, and made him work as a slave. Armagastus endured all of this, and every other kind of mistreatment the Vandals could think of, for years. His patience and strength impressed many, including another one of Gesseric's sons, Felix, who befriended him. Armagastus predicted his death in the year 460 and was buried by Felix when he died shortly after. As news of his death and his unwavering faith spread, he became a symbol as potent as any martyr, reigniting the faith in Roman Africa and hindering Gesseric's conversion efforts, despite everything the barbarian king had done to take away his influence. Strengthened by Armagastus' example and by many others who suffered for their beliefs, the faithful of Roman Africa continued opposing their conquerors for many decades until the Vandals were finally defeated in the year 527. Even after being tortured and enslaved, Armagastus knew 
knew he hadn't lost everything. He was, as a slave, just as influential as he was a count by his example of faith. St. Armagastus, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis on Wednesday spoke against a comfortable Christianity that keeps Jesus at arm's length rather than inviting him into the heart to change it. He called this attitude saying an elegant Catholic, but an elegant Catholic is not a holy Catholic. He is elegant. And the true Catholic, well, the true Christian is one who receives Jesus within, which changes your heart. Pope Francis said this in St. Peter's Square to those gathered. And at his Wednesday general audience, the Pope continued his reflections on evangelization and apostolic zeal with a catechesis centered on St. Paul's transformation from a persecutor of Christians to a great evangelist. The Pope noted that part of the challenge that takes place in Paul is his conversion from feeling righteous before God and thus authorized to persecute, to arrest, and to even kill to someone who is enlightened by God, recognizing himself to be a blasphemer and persecutor. Well, many families may be heading down to Disneyland this week as part of a spring break ritual, but... uh might be some tough times there. This week, Disney began its first round of layoffs. Disney CEO Bob Iger on Monday said his company will begin shedding staff starting this week. The first of three rounds of expected cuts following his announcement in February that the company would eliminate 7,000 positions. In a company memo, Iger wrote, the difficult reality of many colleagues and friends leaving Disney is not something that we take lightly. In tough moments, we must always do what is required to ensure Disney can continue delivering exceptional entertainment to audiences and guests around the world, now and long into the future. Disney employs around 166,000 people in the U.S. The layoffs will amount to about a 3% cut of its workforce. Wow. I have not been to Disneyland in Anaheim in in so many years. I mean, it's been a really long time. And I just get the sense now from, I'm, I'm not even sure, maybe little videos of people who've gone on vacation there and things, that it's just become a really crowded place with lots of long lines. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, the last time we went there, because it was during the Christmas holiday, which is like peak, peak season mm-hmm. there, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was really crowded with really long lines. You know what you need? What's that? A fast pass. Do they still do those? I, I don't I, even know yeah. if they do those anymore. I don't know. Well, Pope Francis on Tuesday accepted the resignation of Archbishop Michael Burns of Guam. Burns, who's 64 years old, has led the Catholic Church on the U.S. island territory since 2019. Now, Pacific Daily News, a Guam-based news site, reported in December that Burns was on extended leave from his duties as Archbishop for unspecified medical reasons. Now, Father Romeo Convocar, who has been overseeing the Archdiocese in Burns' absence, said in December and asked for continued prayers for the Archbishop, who has always appreciated the kindness of the people. 
Now, Burns was an auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese of Detroit from 2011 to 2016. On March 28th, Pope Francis appointed Father Convocar Apostolic Administrator of the Archdiocese in Guam until the nomination of a new archbishop. Well, it's not exactly 101 Dalmatians, but it's uh, pretty close. Just ask Tanya Dubs of Pocahontas, Virginia. Dubs is the owner of a two-year-old Great Dane named Nadine. So last week, Nadine started to give birth to a litter of puppies. The first puppy came out, followed by another, then another, then another. 27 hours later... Oh, no. 21. Oh. And the final puppy was born. 21. Wow. So almost all of the Great Dane's puppies weighed over a pound, although sadly two didn't survive. But Dub said she plans to sell the giant litter of pups once they're weaned from their mother. She'll donate the proceeds from the first pup sold to the local county animal shelter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great Danes are one of the largest domestic dog breeds, often standing at 2.5 feet tall at the shoulder and weighing more than 100 pounds. By the way, a Neapolitan Mastiff currently holds the Guinness World Record for the largest litter with 24 pups born in 2004. So Nadine wasn't far with 21. Isn't that amazing? That is a big litter of puppies. I wonder if like the owners had to help kind of supplement all of those because that's a lot of babies to feed. That is, yeah. Well, Microsoft has laid off 559 workers from its Bellevue and Redmond operations Monday, bringing the total of Seattle area cuts to 2,743. And that's more than a quarter of the 10,000 cuts announced earlier this year. The layoffs were announced Monday by the Washington State Employment Security Department, and the cuts reportedly targeted Microsoft's security operations, according to several media accounts. Now, back in January, Microsoft joined Amazon, Meta, and other tech firms that had already announced mass layoffs amid slumping sales and fears of a global recession. Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadella said the layoffs were necessary to align the cost structure with their revenue and where we see customer demand going. In January, Microsoft said it would not renew its lease at the 26-story city center plaza in Bellevue. And Nadella has said that the 10,000 layoffs would run through March 31st. So that may indicate that Seattle could be spared any more cuts. Now, Microsoft has a global workforce of around 221,000, according to company figures. The company has declined to say how much or many of its workers are in the Seattle area, but media accounts put the statewide number of Microsoft employees at around 50,000. Well, in sports, the Portland Trailblazers continue their five-game homestand tonight, hosting Sacramento at 7 o'clock at the Moda Center. This is a back-to-back home game with the Kings. They'll play again Friday evening at the Moda. Portland will then hit the road for four straight contests. And reports are now that Blazers star Damian Lillard will not play again this season. Okay. Yeah, particularly with the Blazers out of the playoff race. Lillard has dealt with a core, uh, sore calf muscle, actually, throughout the season. Several other players may sit as well for the rest of the season. Just seven games left in the regular okay. season, so it's it's getting down there. But I, I think a lot of it, too, has to deal with uh, – 
whether or not Portland wants to win any more ball games, they kind of want to position themselves for a better lottery oh, pick. Okay. So they're like, yeah, we're we're no yeah. we're in no urgency to win games anymore. Yeah, and plus, you know, you do tend to live lose a little bit of steam and heart when you know that yeah. in seven games this season's over, why stress my body more and risk injury if well, the season's over right. in just a few games. Exactly. Well, a North Carolina pastor has been helping children in need throughout his county, whether they need clothes, housing, even a family, with programs like his church's foster and adoption ministry. Now, a few years ago, his city church in Gastonia started Hope Closet. It's a clothing giveaway for kids who may be displaced or kids in school who need just a new pair of shoes. Well, a few weeks ago, he ran across a news article about the growing number of kids whose school lunch accounts remain unpaid. Now, school lunch debt is a problem for districts across North Carolina, including Gaston County, where Pastor Dickie Spargo learned that families owed a total of $13,000. He said, we decided we were going to share it with our church and then just take up an offering to see what would happen. Well, in less than two weeks, the congregation raised $23,000. Yeah, that's incredible. And he learned that the schools are doing their best to reach parents, urging them to apply for the free or reduced lunch program, which the government uses to reimburse costs of meals that would otherwise be charged to the school. So the $23,000 donation from the large Christian church will eliminate school lunch debt for this year, and the rest will help pay off debt for next school year's lunch program. That's awesome. Just set your mind to one thing. Let's see what we can do. And wow, they were able to accomplish a lot. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 10 a.m., is a first Saturday pro-life rosary outside Lilith Abortion Centers. Uh, the St. Pius X, the Knights of Columbus, invite all to join them in praying the rosary for an end to abortion and in Thanksgiving to mark the conclusion of the spring 2023 40 Days for Life campaign. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we will hear more about the Seminary Tea right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, 
I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. That's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 14 of Mater Dei Radio. Got a 40% chance of showers this morning. Made some fog out there as well. Then maybe a little sunshine too later today. High of 56 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight. Low of 40. Then for Thursday, a 40% chance of showers. High of 54. Friday, Saturday, mm, showers kind of ramp up again. Currently, it is 40 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church up in Kelso. And 37 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. I am back with the Seminary Tea Ladies. Gail Wilhelm is the chair of the committee this year, and joining us also is Cherie Mayasaka. She is the communications coordinator for the event. The wonderful 88th annual Seminary Tea is coming up on April 19th at the beautiful Portland Golf Club on Shoals Ferry Road right here in Portland. They are joining us today to tell us a little bit about how this event is going to happen and also how you can join and support them. Gail, Cherie, thank you both so much for staying with me. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Cherie, for those who have not attended before, like I said, it's a beautiful event. Everyone is welcome to join in. Give our listeners maybe a little bit of an idea of the sights and maybe the flavors of what they'll experience when they come to this year's tea. Yeah, so um, it's a very welcoming event, and I think that those who have not attended would feel very comfortable. As Gail mentioned, we have many non-Catholics or those who have not attended before, and those are generally through invites from members or those that have attended. You have daughters and mothers and those over the generations who have attended and then invite others to be included. 
And when you arrive, you will check in um, to if you have gone to our website and paid online for a ticket, so to speak. You don't need your ticket. You can just provide your name and you can, there's there's two lines for those who have paid and not paid. And you, it's very well organized and very well streamlined. And then as you uh, get past that desk, um, you go through and you will see a large room at the Portland Golf Club where all the tea and all the food is laid out and there are lots of people attending. You uh, sit where you would like to sit. Most people you know they might know one or two people there if not I there are we do have um, members walking around and helping those who may have not attended and and directing so you're more than welcome to ask questions I know that I was invited I did not grow up in Portland I wasn't aware of the tea though I was very involved in volunteering at Catholic schools with my son and I was invited by a member and attended and just loved it and felt very, very welcome. Um, and then there will be a, uh, a program and Gail perhaps could talk more about uh, what we have planned for the tea. Um, but that's something that is also very nice to hear from um, to hear from the archbishop and uh, retired archbishops, and it's very nice to just uh, be immersed in that environment for from three to six p.m. on the nineteenth. Well, fantastic! Yeah, Gail, tell us a little bit about what's planned for the program. Well, we're changing things up just a little this year, and uh, when they first come, we're also going to have a little bit of music playing as they get their tea and and cookies and. Of course, you have to have tea sandwiches. Years ago, they had directions about how to make tea sandwiches, but we can't make them anymore. Uh, but the program, one of the things that we've done this year is we're not going to have a receiving line. And usually, the receiving line is very long. People have to wait forever to see the dignitaries. And then people have a hard time moving when they get up to the different archbishops and bishops that will be there. And the archbishop and the uh, each of the bishops were all delighted that we were not going to have a receiving line this year. So uh, Bishop Steiner called the day after he got the letter, and he was just delighted. So, <laughs> Oh, we love Bishop Steiner here at Mater Day Radio. How delightful to be able to spend a little bit of time, uh, yeah, yes. more in a mingling and more casual. Uh, That's what it's going to be, right. more mingling, casual. Although we will have a program, uh, of course, where we... Just introduce our past chairs, um, of course, do a little bit of promotion for money, which you can't not do. And then we'll have Archbishop Sample speak. Uh, Father Peter is going to talk about seminarians. And then we have two of our seminarians that will tell a little bit about their faith journey. So it'll be a chance to hear. Uh, but during the time, they'll be able to mingle with Archbishop Sample, with Archbishop Blasney with Bishop Steiner with Bishop Peter and visit and talk. We have a lot of priests that come and quite a few of the sisters that will come. So it's a chance to really get to visit and mingle and have fellowship with all kinds of people. So it should be a fun program. Oh, for sure. Again, that program coming up on April 19th. That is a Wednesday. Well, Gail, tell us then the details about uh, where they need to go to get tickets and and uh, where they can find more information. We have a website, seminarytea.org. You can get your tickets at 
seminarytea.org. Uh, our members also invite people. Uh, we send out invitations that also give the information. Uh, so it's very easy to contact us. Uh, on the website, you can also have a place where you can contact if you have a question that will answer any questions. We just want to encourage as many people to come as can. Uh, parking, as you know, can be a little difficult. So we have people that are driving cars that if you park in the upper parking lot, they'll bring you down. We also have Spirit of Grace Church that you can park in their parking lot. And we have people that will transport you right to the door. So you don't have to worry uh, about finding a place to park. We'll help you do that. Uh, and when you come in, if you have any special needs, just let us know and we'll take care of it. Oh, fantastic. And then, Cherie, one last thing. You know, it is a middle of the week and sometimes people's schedule don't always allow them to attend in person. Uh, in that instant, is there a way that somebody who still finds this to be such a valuable event where they can still make a donation towards the event or even buy a ticket for somebody who may not be able to attend? Yes, certainly, um, Brenda, you can go onto the website, seminarytea.org, and you can donate that way. You can put in the comments box, you can buy a ticket uh, for uh, someone that you'd like to donate that to as well. And um, and so that's something that we definitely would, would love to have people be included in if that's the way they'd like to be included. Um, and then uh, I also wanted to say that we really are encouraging and uh, reaching out to um, encourage people to become members of the committee as well. Um, that's something, as Gail mentioned, that uh, we're continuing to um, you know want people to get involved, and that really helps. Us. It helps the seminarians as well. Uh, another thing we want to encourage is for you to bring your children, young people. I love it. Because uh, that's how we encourage our young people to look at their own faith formation, to encourage them in their own religion, plus to show them what we do and how we go. And we always love the young kids that come around and some of the uh, ladies will bring two or three children and if they have girls, they'll have little hats on. Uh, we also have youth that come to work at the event to help us with um name tags to help us collect donation envelopes. So we really encourage people to bring their children. Oh, again, uh, that idea of a generational event, too, and exposing young people to the possibility of a vocation in the church, especially, well, I think it's a perfect opportunity for young people to see that. Well, thank you both so very much for your time today. I appreciate it and wish thank you, you all the prayers and blessings for a successful event. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Brenda. Very much. Yes. And again, that is Gail Wilhelms. She is the chair of the Seminary Tea Committee. Also joining us is Cherie Miyasaka, who is part of the communications and organizing event. I will be sure to add information that'll get you right to their webpage so that way you can purchase or donate there. I will add that link to the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Great interview. You said you looked up what a crumpet was. It looks like an English muffin to me. Okay. 
Uh, like yeah. big like that? Yeah, yeah. that's what kind of like what I... Well, it was hard to tell because it was just a picture. I gotcha. All right. Well, very good. Again, wonderful event, the Seminary Tea. Hope you can go. And another way you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have a car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you're looking to get rid of it, you can donate it to our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at cyocamphoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit cyocamphoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 827 at Mater Day Radio, and it's about time to take those studded tires off. We'll have the details in the news. And the war in Ukraine destroyed many cities, and a side effect is the vision growing in the Orthodox Church. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is PJ Anderson and Victorious. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Garden tomb was our hope. Was it really you? Was our hope? Was it really you? No grief can hold you down. Risen from the ground, victorious. 
P.J. Anderson and Victorious. It's 831 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis has reportedly voiced support for an effort to build bridges in a deepening division among Christians in Ukraine. And there was already a long-running controversy regarding the affiliation of Orthodox Christians in Ukraine when the Russian military began a full-scale attack on the country last year. Though the independent Orthodox Church of Ukraine was established in 2019, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of Moscow, which dates back centuries, continues to exist. Russian President Vladimir Putin's war, however, has seemed to heighten tensions. Although the Ukrainian Orthodox Church Moscow has sought to distance itself from Russia, the government of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has begun to take action against alleged Russian sympathizers and operatives amid the church's clergymen. This week, a delegation of the World Council of Churches on a visit to the Vatican presented a plan to Pope Francis to try to break down some of the barriers that have arisen. According to National Catholic Reporter, the Pope gave his blessing to the proposed encounter and reiterated the need to put Christian in the center of the, controversy, uh, of the conversation ahead of political or national divisions. Now, drivers in Oregon and Washington who have studded tires on their vehicles have until Friday to remove them or face possible fines. Studded tires are allowed in both states from November 1st through March 31st with the possibility of an extension if the weather's very bad. Now, they're not allowed year-round because of those little metal studs sticking out of the tires can chew up bare pavement. In fact, a 2014 Oregon Department of Transportation study found the tires cause about $8.5 million in road damage annually, and Washington's Transportation Department puts the damage in the state of up to $29 million a year. 
drivers caught using studded tires beyond Friday's deadline could be ticketed by law enforcement patrols. That's a $165 fine in Oregon and $137 in Washington. I think the line at Les Schwab is going to be real long this week. (laughs) It, It could be. That's right. Well, Pope Francis on Wednesday spoke against a comfortable Christianity that keeps Jesus at arm's length rather than inviting him into the heart and to change it. He called this attitude being an elegant Catholic. An elegant Catholic. Yes. He goes on to say, but an elegant Catholic is not a holy Catholic. He's elegant. The true Catholic, the true Christian is one who receives Jesus within, which changes your heart. Pope Francis said this at St. Peter's Square to those assembled. Now, at his general Wednesday audience, the Pope continued his reflections on evangelization and apostolic zeal with a catechesis centered on St. Paul's transformation from a persecutor of Christians to a great evangelist. The Pope noted that part of the change that takes place in Paul is his conversion from feeling righteous before God and thus authorized to persecute, to arrest, to even kill, to someone who, enlightened by God, recognizes himself to be a blasphemer and persecutor. The Oregon Department of Human Services has announced it will be providing additional food benefits to more than 400,000 children in the state to make up for meals they may have missed during summer 2022. Each eligible child will receive an electronic card loaded with 100 or excuse me 391 dollars 391 dollars eligible children include students who receive free or reduced price school lunches during the 2021-22 school year and those who are under the age of 6 while enrolled in the supplemental nutrition assistance program during the summer of 2022 now families will receive their children's electronic cards in the mail in batches from March to May and households with multiple children will receive cards for each child. The Oregon Department of Human Services says the extra benefits are not an extension of the SNAP emergency allotments that ended on March 1st, but a one-time allotment. Well, the Portland-based national ice cream chain, our favorite salt and straw, bringing back a few classic favors from its ice cream vault, Starting on Friday, Mm. just what we don't need to have on a Lenten Friday. (laughs) But in honor of the business's 12-year anniversary, Salt and Straw has announced its new Vault Series, a reintroduction of its most iconic flavors from its catalog of more than 1,200 recipes. They said Salt and Straw is highlighting classic flavors offered since opening its very first shop, including sea salt with caramel ribbons. See, I, that would be my choice, right? I'm, I'm I, all yeah, over that that's one. That's a good one. For sure. Chocolate gooey brownie. That's not bad either. Yes, please. I'll have a scoop of that one too. And strawberry honey balsamic with black pepper. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How about pear and blue cheese and cinnamon snickerdoodle? Yeah, all right. Okay. I, that one, actually, cinnamon snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds pretty good. All right. The flavors, they say, you can get a pint of it, a scoop of it, or mix it up in a milkshake. But for the rest of the year, they're also going to be bringing back some other favorites, including Honey Marshmallow Rocky Road. I like Rocky Road. 
Yeah, see, I'm not a big. You're not a, I'm is not it a the big, marshmallow? Yeah, I just yeah, I, and the nuts. That not not, oh. a, not a big fan. Yes, but it's not. I mean, I can eat it, but it's not my favorite. Okay, how about this one? Would you enjoy a scoop of black olive brittle and goat cheese? <laughs> I'd like to try it. <laughs> Sweet corn and waffle cones. There's a strawberry cilantro lime cheesecake. I would try that one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That doesn't sound too bad at all. And then for our vegan eaters. Mango Habanero IPA Sorbet. Uh, so that sounds kind of interesting, too. You know, IPA as yeah, in a beer? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. We were down at the Vancouver waterfront, the new waterfront there. Right. And we were visiting the uh, farmer's market on a Saturday and w- then went walking. I had, and I had not had... For years, and I walked by this one stand, and it looked so good. I had a milkshake. Did you have one? I had. I had not had a. Mil- I couldn't tell you how long it had been since I had a milkshake. And man, it was good. Was it a good milkshake? It was a good milkshake. Did you get it from the yard, the milkshake shop uh, there, or was I, this a, a vendor? Oh, it was a milkshake shop there. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the yard. Is they make the those yard? outrageous ones where they put like a donut or a piece of cheesecake and stuff like yeah, that I on did, top. I just had want. a standard. I think it was just like a chocolate milkshake. Good old chocolate and milkshake. Man, I love that. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Good weather to walk the uh, <laughs> yeah. waterfront today. So when you mentioned the milkshake, it's like, oh yeah, I hadn't had one in a long time until then. Oh, where was I? Uh, sports. Sports. Thank you. Thanks for bringing me back after I did my milkshake rant. Uh, college baseball. Despite picking up 10 hits in the ball game and out hitting Washington, University of Portland was unable to push across more runs, falling to the Huskies yesterday 8-3. to That was up in Seattle, by the way. Pilots are headed to Moraga for a three-game series now against the St. Mary's Gales. Ever been to Moraga, California? Uh, no. Oh, that's where St. Mary's is, okay. in case you're interested. Uh, series starts on Friday, by the way. Portland 6-0 and in West Coast Conference play, so they can build on that. Oregon State's baseball team is in Seattle this afternoon to take on the Seattle University Red Hawks. That starts at 2 o'clock. And University of Oregon outfielder Tanner Smith was one of 11 players in a National Player of the Week by Collegiate Baseball. In the Ducks' sweep over Northwestern State, Smith had four home runs, 10 RBIs, scored seven runs while going six for 14 from the plate. That's quite a weekend. Well, from cannolis to almond biscotti, yes, and yes, for me, a pastry pocket filled with ricotta. Ricotta? I'll have a couple of those too, yeah. Yeah. We owe much of Sicily's wonderful pastry culture to the creativity of cloistered nuns, who since at least the 13th century turned these simple ingredients they could source into signature desserts. And for centuries, Sicilians were used to visiting monasteries, well, to get their favorite pastries. But it is estimated that there were as many as 21 pastry-making convents in Palermo in the 18th century, while today there are only a few left. In 2014, the last remaining cloistered nuns of Santa Caterina Monastery, well, they left Palermo. In the convent, a large structure centered around a beautiful citrus tree-lined cloister, was turned into a museum. So in 2019, a group of local entrepreneurs reopened the historic kitchen that had been in use at the convent for centuries. The bakery is called The Secrets of the Cloister, and it's open every day, and it's considered more of a laboratory than a conventional pastry shop. 
Here, pastry chefs can host open lessons about the making of a particular pastry or explaining how an old recipe was first conceived. Now, everything is baked according to tradition except for the use of a single mechanical dough roller that was introduced to speed up the operation. Mm. So there's even a cookbook now under the same name, The Secrets of the Cloistered. And it turns out they found a lot more recipes than just pastries, including eggplant, lasagna, stuffed olives, and svinconi. Svinconi, I guess. A sponge-like focaccias topped with tomato sauce. So yummy. As they say in that new cookbook, behind every great Sicilian dish seems to be a wonderful cloistered nun. Oh, I know what I was going to mention to you. What's that? Uh, You know what I watched last night? What's that? The new CNN series, Searching for Mexico. That's with Ava Longoria? Yeah. yeah. Where was she? She was in Mexico City. Okay. Pretty amazing. The food influence in Mexico City, very international. Because a lot of people came there and their food influences then took hold. And so, oh man, some of the the food was amazing. I love the idea of this series because we're used to Mexican restaurants that we go to around here. Yeah. That's not the same kind of food that you get when you're in Mexico. Right. It's a much, much different type of recipe. Similar ingredients, of course. Yeah. But it's just made up wholly different. I've, I've been to yeah Central Mexico before, and uh, yeah, yeah, like, I was like, wow, they, I don't recognize this food. They had a lot of tacos, but the way the tacos were made and what was in the tacos, you know, a, a, a lot different. You know who the producer is for this? Who's that? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, who's in Italy. Searching for Italy. We should go on a fact-finding mission, David. Let's do it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Sunday, beginning at 3 o'clock, is a Donna Corey Gibson fundraising concert event in Vancouver at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. This fundraising concert event with Donna Corey Gibson will... Uh, benefit Regina Chaley Academy. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children, and $30 maximum for the entire family. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, this is a big day for the Knights of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in our second cup right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. My name is Gene Montrostelli. I am 52% of Apex Ministries and the host of Our Lady of Podcast. I grew up in Casper, Wyoming, and Casper, Wyoming has the second highest average wind speed of any city in the United States. And as an angsty teen, the way that I would clear my head in the evening is I would go for a walk. And in the winter, when this wind is blowing 45 miles an hour and it is below freezing, No matter what you're wearing, no matter how many layers you have on, the wind cuts right through you. And these walks were super helpful because as I was taking them, 
It gave me an opportunity to assess my life. That even if I could lie to myself about what my experience was, I couldn't lie to this wind because it felt like it saw all the way through me. And very quickly, I came to the realization that I was not having a conversation with the winds, but I was having a very slow, gentle prayer in conversation. And today, as I sit down to pray, I always try and reconnect with those moments. The spirit that is surrounding me, the spirit, like the strong wind, trying to guide me in some direction, but still me having choice, me having agency to move how I want. But being able to be in the presence of the Lord in those still small ways, for me, makes it so much easier for me to hear, makes it so much easier for that relationship to grow and develop. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It is 847 at Mater Day Radio. You know, I'm really hungry now. We're talking, we've talked pastries, <laughs> ice cream, tacos. Oh. I mean. You're, yeah, I'm ready to have some food yeah. now too. Weather today, foggy this morning in some locations. And see, maybe a little sunshine this afternoon, high of 46 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight, low of 40 and then a 40% chance of rain. Thursday, 80% chance Friday and 100% chance on Saturday. Wonderful. So, uh, the rain's still a coming. Low tonight, 40, high tomorrow, 54. Currently, it is foggy and 41 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 35 degrees at St. Juan Diego Church in Portland. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. You know, some of those uh, pastries from those cloister nuns would go excellent with a second cup this morning, I think. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, again, another fact-finding mission. We can go to Mexico. (laughs) We can go to Sicily. We'll we'll let you all know if it holds up Mm. to uh, what it is. Uh, today is a real special day, David. You talked about our wonderful Knights of Columbus. We yeah. cannot ever praise all of their hard work enough. Today, you pointed out earlier today, and we said, we got to talk about this. Yeah, it's Knights of Columbus Founders Day. Okay, and what makes it today is Founders Day. So, yeah, I was reading about this. So, celebrated across the U.S., the Knights of Columbus Founders Day commemorates when the founder of the organization, you know who this is, 
Father McGivney. Father, Father McGivney, he received the charter for the organization. The state of Connecticut granted Father McGivney the charter for his new organization that consisted of him and a small group of laymen, all of whom, of course, were Catholic. The organization was founded in New Haven and today is one of the largest Catholic organizations in the world. So today's the day it was founded. That's fantastic. Well, if you have a, a night uh, in your household, thank them today for all of the work they do. And if you are not a knight, young men or men of any age, I suppose, should definitely check one out. I don't know that I've ever been to a Catholic parish that did not have a Knights of Columbus chapter in it. And a Knights of Columbus pancake breakfast. And pancake breakfast. <laughs> yes. Well, they say one of the things that you can do is, uh, and you see it especially this time of year because it's Lent, those Lenten fish fries. It's a time-honored uh, tradition for the Knights of Columbus. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, just you, you think about how many of they do across the country or the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. A lot good. of pancakes, yeah. a lot of fish. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we joke about that and we're like, oh, these Knights, uh, you know, they cook these meals. It is a vital, though, to collect the funds that they do. Yeah. So that way they they don't make money. It, it just all goes straight back into the community. You think about the different things that they do. I know that they collect coats mm-hmm. in the wintertime. I think there's a little basketball tournament, a, a free throw contest, right? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. They do that. Uh, they also gather funds. This is what's incredible. They are... Uh, pro-life advocates yeah. they collect money and buy ultrasound machines yeah that's one of their big efforts definitely right yeah. uh, you know and you think about how much goes into that and of course you know speaking about our their pro-life efforts uh this saturday uh the saint Pius the 10th the knights of columbus are joining people to pray the rosary with them mm. i think my father-in-law always carried in his pocket a Knights of Columbus rosary. Oh, wow. And when they would go to the meetings, they'd have a little, like, who's got their rosary? And he was always uh, sure to uh, get that out. And wasn't, the, going again, going back to the history of the Knights of Columbus, didn't have to do as well with uh, they were supporting widows? And they right. had life insurance, which they still do their life insurance. Exactly. Yeah, right. And I think that was what they were finding when, you know, so long ago, and Father McGivney realized that the widows and children mm-hmm. needed help. Yeah. And and so he's, they said, we need to counter that. They said there also, there was this influence of Protestantism and the Ku Klux Klan in different areas. And so they they brought together these men to help support them. Right. Uh, to help women and children in the poor sounds very diaconal to mm-hmm. me. Uh, I think that uh, the Knights of Columbus uh, are part of that. Now, here is what's interesting, though. I, you know, tra- talking about tradition in the Catholic Church, membership Men only. Yeah. It is a fraternal organization. Right. But there are many uh, wives auxiliary groups mm-hmm. that get together on the same nights uh, as as the, the night's meeting. And, well, they have ministry, too, that they do a lot within the churches also. So as while it is the membership for men, there is something for everybody to do. Right. Uh, so, and I've even talked to many, uh, many a night and said the push now in order to have younger men with their families, many of these events that they host, bring the whole family together, mm-hmm. bring the whole family together. Sure. In fact, worldwide, there's over 2 million members wow. of the Knights of Columbus and that's the men only. Yeah. And then you think about the families that support these men and the wives and the children who participate also, well, 
we just can't thank them enough. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, Founders Day for the Knights of Columbus. So if you if you know a knight, uh, congratulate him today. Thank him. Thank them. Yeah. And pray for Father McGivney. I know mm-hmm. that the cause for his sainthood has been opened, and so we pray that his sainthood cause progress uh, on this Founders Day. Also, we hope you enjoy, enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, then never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. Got about a 30% chance of showers, a high of 56 degrees, maybe a little sunshine later today. Mostly cloudy tonight, low of 40, and then a 40% chance of rain for tomorrow with a high of 54. It's currently 39 degrees in the Rose City. And here's Jamie Teton, and it's a good day. We are the Morning Blend on Mozart Day Radio.
That is Jamie Teton, and it's a good day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That is David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Tomorrow, Thursday. There we go. Sipping right through the week. Moving through the week. It is a Wednesday. That means blazing the trail is going to be on this evening with our friend Miriam Marston. Of course, catch that podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. We hope you have a very blessed day.